there's still a lot of this conversation about you know I you know I'll believe it when I see it you know there's all these all these negative connotations about Denver. They've gotten through the playoffs pretty pretty easily because it is somebody you know at, at different times you got all these guys making big shots and having big moments. If it is Aaron Gordon, if it's KCP, if it's Michael Porter Jr., you can just keep going down the line. And you know, I was thinking back to a conversation that we had a few different times, Scott, during Lobo basketball season, where one of the one of the advantages, you know, seemingly at the time, obviously the 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 record played out a little bit differently as the season went along once you got into Mountain West play. But when the Lobos get off to that that 14-0 start, as, and we're seeing this team really start to take shape and come together, one of the big advantages that the Lobos had over a lot of the teams that they were playing, even you know towards the beginning of the conference play, but one of the big advantages that they had over a lot of these teams was you could go down the line one through five and... R1 is better than their one. R2 is mm-hmm. better than their two. R3 is better than their three. R2 and three might be better than their one at times. You know, but so on down the line, down the line, down the line. And that's what this finals is. Denver's one is better than Miami's. Denver's two. Denver's three, four, five, six, seven. It's all just better. And it's not to say that this is even the first time that Miami's faced that because there was a lot of argument to be made there, even when they were playing the Celtics. But that's just going to give you that distinct advantage to make a game look the way that it did last night when the Nuggets are up 20 going into the fourth quarter. No, that's true. And uh, another scary thing that I thought about while you were talking, Sam, was the fact that the last series that the Lakers had with the Nuggets, the Nuggets would go through a cold spat uh, and a cold stretch, and, uh, well, the Nuggets are cold, and then they'd go on a three-minute spam where they'd score like 18 points. I mean, that's what that team does. Because I don't think there's another coach. I mean, the only one that might come close is Greg Popovich. But there, let's just put it this way. There are few other coaches in the NBA where I would want to go into their timeout huddle when they're, when they're angry than Michael right. Malone. I would not. That is not a timeout huddle that I want to be in. Like I, I, we, we never got to it during the NCAA tournament, but I had a, a top five list of the, the top five coaches in the NCAA tournament that I would least want to be yelled at by. And if we did that <laughs> in the NBA, there is a case to be. Uh, Michael Malone's certainly in the top three at the very least. I mean, I, want, I, I, don't, I, I, I can't say that I, had, that I put this together, that I put this list together, although I might have to. But Michael, yeah. If if you go through a bad stretch in Denver, nobody has to say anything. You just have to Michael. You just have to catch Michael Malone staring at you, and you know what you did wrong. Well, I can't remember if it was Game Three or Game Four, but the Lakers had a stretch where it looked like they were gonna overtake the Nuggets and make uh, make things interesting. And then next thing you knew, the Nuggets just shot after shot. Jokic, whoever he dished the ball off. Someone was shooting a three. Someone was shooting a two. Next thing you knew, it's like. They were on like an 11 or 12 old run. It's like, what the heck just happened? And the thing about it, it's not just that they go on runs. They do them quickly. Success builds on success. And you really, there's only so much that, that you can take away. Like, this was, this was Brian Windhorst after the game last night acknowledging what the Heat did in the fourth quarter against Nikola Jokic to try to make it closer. And... Well, I, I I can't disagree with what he said, but it's still funny to think about. He only had five shots going into the fourth. They were obviously winning very big. In the fourth quarter, though, 
He only had two assists, and he took seven shots. That is the type of defensive game plan that he were trying to get to. They were trying to force him to hold on to the ball. There was even one possession late in the fourth quarter where he was standing literally about six feet from the basket where nobody was around him. And he kind of looked all four sides and said, you know what, I'm just going to shoot it. That's what the Heat want to do. Their game plan coming in was to sort of allow him to operate with the ball but try to cut off those passing lanes. And the, the sheer size difference – and guys, I know that it's not a surprise to the Heat how big the Nuggets are, but it's one thing to prepare for. It's one thing to look at the roster. It's another thing when you actually go out there and deal with it. They couldn't handle those size mismatches. Alrighty, guys. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make Nikola Jokic shoot more. <laughs> I mean, it, it. that's what the Lakers were doing, and it burnt them every time they did that. Because because he's just there, there's nothing. He can make him. That's the problem. There's like nothing. You think he can't shoot, and I don't know who thinks that. There's, I don't know that it's anybody who doesn't think it, but there's just nothing in his game that it's not MVP caliber, and it went to another. It went to another level last night because he uh, he he has the mo- one of the what has to be one of the most efficient triple doubles in NBA history. And afterwards is just more focused on you know yeah I just wanted to I wanted to get my teammates involved like like it was so funny earlier in the playoffs he was doing an interview after a game with the TNT crew and he had just broke the record for the most triple doubles by a center in the playoffs and he's poking at Shaq he goes Shaq are you on that list and Shaq goes no because I I wasn't passing the ball that much <laughs> like he finds a way to get a triple double in a way that. I if if I just watched the game without seeing the box score, I don't think I would have guessed that he had a triple double. Maybe I should just assume so because he probably does most nights. But this was uh, Nikola Jokic afterwards. Right now, the most important thing is to win the game, and I'm trying to trying to win the game in uh, any possible way. I don't need to shoot uh, and I don't need to score. I I know I, I don't need to score to affect the game, and I think I did a good job today. Everybody everybody contribute. Uh, Ag. Jamal, Mike, Casey, like everybody who played, contributes, and it's a great win for us. Yeah, that's terrifying for everybody. Remember I mentioned the last two times this year that the two teams played, Jokic had a triple-double in game one, and he missed one by two assists. Well, he had ten assists by halftime yesterday. He made sure that he was going to be on his way to a triple-double. He got the assist out of the way quickly. That was impressive. But that's what he does, and the thing about him shooting, even when he looks like he's going to pass or someone, I I loved in the Lakers series where someone came out on him and kind of bumped him off the ball, and I think I even saw a a highlight of uh, last night, the same thing happening. All of a sudden, he gets the ball, he's kind of a step from the three-point line, Uh, defender goes out, bumps him, steps away, Jokic moves the ball with his hand one way, and then, oh, you know what, I'm going to shoot. And that's when he's dangerous because he's not even trying to shoot. He just decides, damn, well, might as well. That is when he's dangerous, when he's not even trying. Seemingly, it looks like it, it looks scary. effortless. I'm not, I don't want to say it he's not trying like that hard because, because I'm sure he is, but, but it looks effortless. Like, Well, maybe not trying, but he's not looking for the shot, and then he decides, well, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, hey, might as well. And it's not like he's rushing. It's not like he's trying, even though he did try a couple of times and successfully to beat the clock yesterday. It's not like he's rushing to beat the the shot clock. He's just doing his thing. 
like I saw this, I saw the quote first before uh, finding the soundbite. Micah Parsons was talking to Cowboys OTA about you know he's he, he wants to uh, and he's not and let's be clear he's not comparing himself to Aaron Donald, but he's saying that he he's not he's less focused on sacks and wants to start impacting games like Aaron Donald. And all I could think about when listening to that was circling back to these conversations that we've been having about Jokic. I'm kind of off the sack wave. I'm on I'm on to the impact wave. You see Aaron Donald, he could have 12 sacks, but the impact he makes is like so dominant like you can tell i'm gonna do it all you know i'm gonna it's gonna be a year to remember for sure and it's the same thing from from last night where yeah he it, it's it's a triple double it's an efficient he triple double you in a different way because he just uh puts you under the rug but Jokic takes 12 shots and impacts a game in a way that nobody else in the league can right no you're absolutely right on that and you know, the playoffs kind of help everyone out because no one knew who he was because they're not on national TV all the time. Or at least they weren't. I'm sure they will be down the road now. But people really didn't understand about this team and about him. And like he says, even though it looks like on the box score he's doing everything, he's really not. He's the facilitator first and the score second, which really uh, helps guys like Aaron Gordon and everyone else, and Murray. No, he's doing what he's the way that he the, the way that he's approaching it is similar to what Jimmy Butler's been doing for Miami's side of it. But in terms of the way that it's impacting games, was why Denver has been so dominant. Why they own that entire game last night. I don't know what to do with Jimmy Butler at why, this point, well, man. At the same time, when he's on his game, Sam, why does it seem like Jimmy Butler is more dominant than Jokic? Because at times it seems like Jokic maybe not is is not the dominant because, player that everyone says, but he ends up in the in every stat he's dominant, but he just doesn't look it all the time. It's aesthetic, is what it is. If if we're going with those two guys in particular, when Jimmy Butler is taking over games and dominating the way we've seen him do, it's just because he's working harder than everybody else. He's gonna he's gonna outwork you. He's gonna out junkyard dog you. <laughs> and and make and yeah, and, I can see that. And I, I mean, and I mean, that's that's what's made Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler, and that's what he's going to continue to try to do. But at the same time, though, man, I mean, we, we've known this day was coming for a long time. He's thirty three. He's an old thirty three because he spent a lot of years playing for Tom Thibodeau. And if this is going to be the way that his game ages. This might be one of Miami's best windows in a while to to try to win something. No, you're right. It might be. Um, I mean, they they can't well, uh, the way that the way that he's the way that he played for most of Game Six against Boston before he finally woke up at the end. But really, Game Four, Game Five, Game Six, Seven, last night, five games take away you know about two or three minutes at the end of Game Six. That they have no shot. And they may not well, have a shot a, he, anyway. Well, he's a hit or miss guy, and they need him to hit four games more. They need every. They, they need everybody it, to hit. That's that's you know that's why we started the segment with well, one team. That's true. One, they, they they do need everyone to hit. That's for sure. One team's got a backup plan because you have a lot of guys that can beat you in different ways. One team just we need it to hit. Otherwise, otherwise, in the in, in the words of the great Eric Spolstra, I don't know how we're going to get it done, but we're going to try to find a way to get it done. 